Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the other stuff. You're lucky you're cute. (laughs) I couldn't resist. I know you couldn't after you got it perfect last time. You want me to do it again? No. Okay. (laughs) It's too late for that bullshit. Yeah, it is late. Speaking of bullshit... Yes. I don't know. I was trying to make a segue between that and the gym, and it's not coming to me. Usually I can start it, and the the rest of it will come as I start speaking, which is why I have no cognitive filter, because I never quite know what I'm going to finish saying when I start saying it. Is that how that happens? (laughs) Kind of. Wow. Okay, so... It's worked so far. (laughs) (laughs) It works. Good or bad, it works. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So the gym. Yep. There are a handful of gyms in town, and we go to the moderately expensive one that is at a hospital. Well, we get discounts because... Because we're public servants. Yes. Even so, it's still moderately expensive. It would be moderately, excessively expensive if we didn't get discounts. I'm lifting an eyebrow at that string of explanatory... uh... Adjectives? (laughs) Yes. Is that the word you're looking for? Adjectives? The adjectives. So, the adjective gym... (laughs) (laughs) that is moderately expensive for us because we're public servants, but would be excessively expensive if we weren't. That is at the hospital. We have been going there since before we were married. And you were the first person ever to get me to actually go to a gym. I had been to fitness centers in like apartment complexes that I had lived at that had them. Mm -hmm. I had owned in-home exercise equipment, stair steppers, things like that. Mm -hmm. I had never actually paid money to go to a gym. And I thought, The idea was mildly ridiculous when you first suggested it, Mm -hmm. but then I did it and it became less ridiculous the more I did it. Well, since it's a nice gym, it has like a hot tub and a steam room and, Uh you know, all that kind of stuff. But I haven't been getting to the gym. No, you haven't. And I've been frustrated with that feeling of I should get myself to the gym and not wanting to go to the gym. You have had two years of hell in which you have used up all your self-control and then some on just staying a fucking float. Yeah. And the other problem with that kind of stuff that was going on has been going on. It takes up energy, but it also takes up time. So for instance, like last year when my mother was sick and I was spending all of my free time plus some, then I don't have time to get to the gym because there's this other large factor in my life called parenting. What the what? Yeah, I know, right? You've probably heard of it somewhere. Probably. Yeah. So I'd get done with one duty and have to do the other but I haven't felt like going in. And then I get more frustrated because we're paying for it and I don't want to be paying for something and not using it. But I had to come to terms with the fact that I didn't want to use the gym. So I decided to take a look at why don't I want to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And it did boil down to a handful of factors, one of which is there's been so much that I, I used to be this person that would say, oh, I have free time. Let me go for a hike. And now I'm the person who says, oh, I have free time. Is there a ball game? And can I have a beer? (laughs) Yes. So. Yep. And I wasn't that person before. No, you weren't. And it's funny to me because these are things that I see happening for you now that life has gotten extra stressful and mildly traumatic. And I see patterns of behavior that I thought 
for me were lazy or some sort of moral failing. It feels like failing. It feels like lazy. But now I see you dealing with using up all that self-control on managing these insurmountable obstacles that you have to surmount anyway. Mm -hmm. And then when you have the free time, you're like, ugh. And that's how I've always felt. Right. And it does help it sometimes to, to do a physical exercise. But the other thing that's always been helpful to me is to be outside. And I don't have the time to be outside the way I did before my work schedule is different. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have a chance to do that. Right. And what I used to do when I had most of my Fridays off, Saturday, Sunday, which was because I work long hours during the week. Yeah. Sometimes I would get somewhere on a Friday because I knew no people would be there and that would be the best day to go. Uh-huh. And sometimes I would just be tired. Uh-huh. And not get anywhere. And then, then the next day I would do something. Yeah. That so would give no, you recovery no time. time. Yeah. And then there's the, you know, downtime that an introvert needs to be away from the people. And you can't do that at the gym. No, you can't. I can do that if I go out in the yard and do some kind of project out there. You did a really good project. You built us a garden box. I did. And it took you three fucking years because life has been hell. Yeah. But and that's a really neat garden box. You I did didn't a good want job. to spend the money either. No, that's so, true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. So you did it the cheap way, which always takes longer. It does. But that's fine. It came out really good. It did come out nice. And then my, my Jesus friend, he has a truck, so... So he helped you load yeah. dirt in. Did you know they're, they're going to the Methodist church now? I did not know that. Yeah. Here's the Methodists I, are the ones who just voted the gays out. The Methodists did? Remember, I was telling you that a lot of individual congregations are having to deal with whether or not to stay in the denomination as a whole now because they've been welcoming and affirming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was talking to me something about part of that, but his congregation is affirming. Okay. And there's nothing else affirming that they've been involved in before. Right. That's why they had to leave their other churches. Here, The only thing I know about the Methodists is, is what you told me once when I asked you. Uh-huh. What are... What, 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 how would you describe Methodist for me? And you said Episcopalian light, which of course- Sounds I, about right. I told yep. my friend and he said, that sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. So anyhow, we got on a rabbit trail. Yeah. And uh, back to the gym. To the gym. So, so life has not been- Not back to the gym. No, not back to the gym because life has been kicking your ass and you need time away from people to recharge. And there's one person in particular that you would run the risk of running into there. Not really. No. Because if you- print, Technically, no. If you print them out, out the records. So when your ex moved back to town, mm-hmm. she asked if she could get onto our gym membership and she would pay for it. She just couldn't afford the registration fee. And since we had the discount for being civil servants, it would be a lower cost membership. And you, in your infinite goodness, said he's making- That used to have. <laughs> yeah. You said, sure, why not? You and said, that's I, fine, whatever. I said that, yeah. Yeah. I, I knew, but I was not at the time in a place to say she was never going to pay you for it. She probably didn't even really intend to use it. She just wanted to feel like you were providing for her somehow. You ne- ha- never thought about it. No, you didn't because your frog was still a little boiled. 
she threw ice in that water over the course of the past year, but... Right. And then she wasn't paying back. And then, then she was getting money from me for the boy and then paying me back out of the money she was getting from me. And then she wasn't getting money for the boy because the boy was here and... She still was, wasn't paying you. Yeah. So... Technically, you, you know, given her situation, no, you weren't probably going to run into her. But that was still another factor in the fact that we were just kind of tired of paying all this money to this gym. Well, here's the thing. Like a few years ago, I was going quite a bit. You weren't. And now you're going. I am going. Going because since when I was in grad school, I often sacrificed gym time for homework time. Mm-hmm. But now that I've moved out of the classroom and into an office job, I need that extra activity. I'm not grabbing the attention of 20 to 30 middle or high schoolers every day to entertain them into learning math or to direct them into singing on pitch in rhythm. Right. I don't need to put all that energy into edutainment anymore, but it needs to go somewhere or I'm going to be pretty unhappy. Right. So you've actually been getting there, but I have because it's the only way to salvage my mental health in an office job. (laughs) Well, I don't want to pay for my ex who's not going to the gym and keeps claiming they will. And did, you can only put your membership on hold for 30 days medically. Did do it one month. Uh Uh-huh. But you'd have to do it again, and she should have just done it every month because, and even then, you still have to pay a fee. Right. So I didn't want to pay for that, and and I didn't want to pay for a gym I wasn't going to. And I I finally came to terms with the factor that I just, I really wasn't going to. Yes. Like, you can fool yourself into it and keep paying and thinking you're going to go to the gym. Which is how a lot of gyms make their money. That's kind of the business model. Yeah. They expect everyone to pay the registration fee, pay their monthly dues, go for a little bit, and then keep paying because they expect, oh, yeah, I'll get back again soon. Right. And for many years, I got my money's worth out of the gym. Oh, yeah. In the last two years, I haven't. But I, I was le- just taking a look at that. You know, why don't I want to go to the gym? And there is, of course, some dysphoria that's involved in pretty much any part of my life. Yes. So there is that. But specifically, how does that evidence itself at the gym? Well, I feel self-conscious. I know trans person feeling self-conscious. Shocking, I'm sure. What? Yeah. I feel self-conscious getting undressed in the gym and I can't get undressed all the way. Right. And so it's a bit more of an ordeal. They do have private showers. So. But it is, it's a more of an ordeal to do that. Okay. All of that was manageable at one point. Yeah. If you want to invest the time in it. Yes. So you're talking mostly about locker room things. Locker room things. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the other parts are that what helps me is being outside. Yeah. And so I can't go to the gym and have time to be outside. Yes. Something is sacrificed every time. And if I get rid of the gym, I no longer have that pressure. It feels like a freedom. Yes. Good for you. Yeah. Speaking of the locker rooms, I have a friend, a male friend who goes to the same gym as we do. Mm -hmm. And he has said that throughout his life as a 40-something-year-old cisgender man, that that gym locker room is the most weirdly gendered male locker room ever. Like, weirdly masculine heteronormative. Like, ridiculously so. Just the atmosphere in that locker room. And given that that is what, have you experienced any other men's locker rooms at gyms? I haven't. Okay. So that's very interesting to me. It is. And he says, you know, because we're both in education and he chalks it up to there being a large proportion of retired principals that attend that gym. (laughs) He would notice that because he would know them. He would notice that because he would know them. And a lot of these retired principals were also coaches of some sport 
or other, because Mm -hmm. that's the ethos around here. I've heard coaches talking in there, and I've heard a lot of attorneys. Attorneys? Yes, lots of them. Huh. Like an excessive amount now that I think of it. Huh. Uh, but I wouldn't know. I mean, overall, it's there's not a lot of young guys there. There's some, but there's not a lot. There's a lot of old guys. Yes. Like from 40 and up. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. I wonder so what especially other- if most of them are probably local folk in small town Western U.S., it wouldn't surprise me that it is a little over the top with its heteronormative masculinity. I wonder if he's been to other gyms in town. Besides, like, being in locker rooms for sports. He has. He has. He has memberships at a couple of gyms, like the the climbing gym in the city mm-hmm. and some others, the university gym. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. So, I don't know. Well. That's weird. And I can understand how that would be a dysphoria-inducing experience for you. I think after you've recovered from this gym, it might be worth going to some other gyms with me and seeing if they have similarly dysphoria-inducing experiences or placements of facilities or... Yeah, it might be. I'll just be glad to be away from the whole gym problem for a while. Yes, I think so. Because I've, I've felt uncomfortable about spending that money for a while. It just didn't occur to me to actually stop paying it. What? Well, you were going to the gym. and I was. You know, and I felt I should go to the gym. And yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's that. So it's hard to find the time and the energy when you're still. I mean, like we had your intestines try and kill you and then surgery to keep your intestines from trying to kill you again. Mm-hmm. And then your mother passing. Mm-hmm. And then custody issues and yeah. abuse allegations. And now it's just the full-time parenting. And I don't get to help you with the full-time parenting. No, you don't. Because of the abuse allegations. Yes. And, and me trying to explain something to a boy who really needs the thorough teacher explanation. You're not a teacher. No, I am not. And it doesn't go well. <laughs> For both of us. Right. And I am a teacher. I can explain it in all the different ways. And one of them will click or each of them will click a little bit. And overall, we'll get one total click out of 17 explanations. Right. But But you go to the gym and I stay home and do this thing. Oh, my God. It's kind of wild. Tonight. Tonight, yeah. Well, I was at the gym, but you were not. And two years ago, I would have been at home with the boy while you were at the gym and we would have taken turns. Oh, you would have been working. That's correct. That's right. I was working those nights. Yes. You were getting 40 hours in four days. So I picked him up a little late because yesterday he didn't get to have any fun at all. No fun. No fun. And so I thought I'll leave him there for a little bit. And I was trying to tidy up some things in the garage. Uh Uh-huh. And that's a sanity-making thing for me. You oh, yeah. can open the garage. It's almost like being outside. Yes. So I left them there for a little while. I think many, many men derive um, sanity from being in their garage and or shed. Yes. Away from their children, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So when I got him, he always wants me to take him for food. And that's expensive, and we don't do that. I mean, even a sub sandwich is like $10. Ugh. So... The way he wants it, yes. Well, he wants... All the stuff, and that's fine. And he wants a big sandwich because he's going to eat the whole damn thing. 
Because Most of the time he does. That kid has the metabolism. Yeah, but I'm, I just have no interest in paying $10 for a sandwich. Right. And there's food at our house. And when I was able to parent him, I would take him out for sushi about once a month. I don't eat sushi. No, you don't. So tonight he was full of complaints about he hasn't had a sub sandwich in the longest time and he was supposed to go to sushi for his birthday and he didn't. And that's not my fault. I mean, his brother was going to take him and then they had to go somewhere else because his brother's wife couldn't go to that restaurant. Right. And I said to him, look, that's just the way it happened. He, yeah. You know, you'll get to go when somebody can go with you that eats sushi. Yeah. And, but, you know, it, it was just one of those nights where everything was going to be a problem because... Oh, yeah. Then he wants to go play. Of course he does. And it's already after six. And I said, I realize it's light out and it's nice out for one day, but... <laughs> I let you stay at the kids club longer yeah. so you could play because you said you didn't have any fun yesterday and I wanted you to be able to play. Right. He said, then what are we doing? <laughs> and I said, well, we're going- He's so indignant about it too. <laughs> he is. I said, well, we're going to go home and eat and you're going to have your shower and that kind of stuff. And, and you're going to do the chore that you haven't been getting to. And he says, what? And I said, yes, clean your bathroom. And all of a sudden, the world began to end. And I didn't know that because it started in the backseat of my car. <laughs> <laughs> and he he was sobbing and crying and, you know, just try, trying to say something. I can't understand him then. Uh-huh. And, and he said he had a terrible day and this was just terrible. And it was the end of his terrible day and it was all terrible. And I said, okay, so I didn't know you had a terrible day because... You didn't mention that. You just wanted to go play. Right. He said he had a terrible day because he had all this work at school. Now, last week and this week, he comes bounding out of school, you know, from the kids club. When I pick him up and he says, I don't have any homework. You oh, know, gosh. He's all happy about it. Because but we're coming up on... But as soon as I ask him to do something, he starts sobbing. Uh-huh. The other night when he did it, I gave him juice right away. Uh-huh. And he stopped. Uh-huh. So it's a blood sugar thing. Oh, yeah. You know, in part. I think he does have stress because the kids have testing right now. Yes, which is why they don't have homework. Right. And why he had a stressful day because they have this huge packet of stuff that they're going through and he doesn't know how to do it and it makes him stressed. And I understand. These that. are all reasonable things to yeah. be stressed about. Yes. But then what did he end up pinning his stress on? The schoolwork and that his mother stresses him. Okay. I'm in that boat, but apparently it's different. <laughs> he worries about her. Yes. And I said, well, what are you worried about? And he said, well, she could could fall down or she could be hurt or I don't know what's going on. And I said, well, she's in the hospital. And he says, yeah, I know. I said, well, they're taking care of her there. So she won't fall down and, and so she won't be hurt. And if something's wrong, they'll help her. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I don't know what's going on. And nobody tells me. And this is this is the thing that made me laugh so hard. Nobody tells me. Can, can, can I ask, what does he have on his wrist all day, every day? His watch phone. And who is programmed into his watch phone? His mother. If he actually wanted to know anything. Shaking my head no. What could he do? <laughs> As far as I can understand, the only thing he wants to know is how to get out of chores and schoolwork. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Which, I mean, which I know is the, the kids are stressed she... about the test because yes. our, oh, yeah. our, our number three child said she was stressed. She gets stressed about it too because she knows that she might be skipping a grade next year. In fact, we have confirmed now that she will be skipping a grade next year, but she knows she needs Even to Even without that, 
Yeah. She gets stressed about tests. She does. Because she likes everything just so, and she wants to do the whole thing. And she wants to do the whole thing exactly right. As a fifth grader, if there's 900 questions, I know I'm probably exaggerating, Uh and as a fifth grader, you would do 300 of them maximum as the top tier student, she still wants to do 900 of them. She will. And the funny thing is, in third grade, two years ago, she got the highest available scale score. And she missed like a week's worth of recess to do this computerized testing. They would get, you know, the computer feeds her one question per day at that point when she's taking 15, 20 minutes to solve any given question because she is working so hard at it with strategies that she's never been taught. But she's just figuring this shit out because she's bright enough to do that. It just takes her a while. I wonder how they pried it away from her. Told her time was up? Uh, I don't know. No, the the computer, once it has zeroed in on what it thinks your ability level is based on your answers to scores, if you get one right, it'll go up a level of difficulty. If you get it wrong, it goes down half a level of difficulty. It zooms in on your level of ability. Mm -hmm. And so once she tops out and they give her two or three more questions to make sure that she's not going to drop back down, she's done. And this is what most students get. They get between 30 and 50 questions mm-hmm. to to zoom in on their scale score. She topped out, but it took her, you know, a week's worth of recesses because she was not going to give up and say, I don't know how to do this. She knew she could figure it out and she did not want to give up on that. She wants to do all of it. She does. Mm-hmm. He the- wants to do none of it. Correct. We could use a little balance here. The following year, she got to the 98th percentile. She did not top out, but she also came to terms with the fact that she didn't want to lose all the recesses to figure out the things that she probably could figure out, but didn't want to lose the recesses to take the time to figure out. She learned. She did. Mm -hmm. That's good. I am quite okay with the 98th percentile. (laughs) I'm also okay with learning from experience. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, so he was stressed about his mom, and... I would just like to point out that this is exactly what she does, too. She'll say, I want to talk to my boy, but she'll talk to you about it, and she'll talk to the babysitter about it, and she'll talk to grandma about it, and she'll talk to her friends about it, and she'll talk to Facebook about it, and she'll talk to her blog about it, but she won't actually call him on his watch phone. Not very often. No. I'm going to try to remember to mention to him tomorrow that if he feels the need to check on his mother, that when school is out, he should use his watch. Yes. If he says, well, it's too noisy there, I'll say, then you need to go somewhere quiet Mm -hmm. and use your watch. Yeah. Or ask if you can use a phone. Yeah. And I said to him, didn't you talk to her every night? Mm Mm-hmm. Because he gets on my phone and he's joking around and he's doing these funny things with the messenger thing and laughing and having a good time. And so I said, don't you talk to her every day? Yes, but I think you guys aren't telling me things. And I said, well, my, what I know is what she's told us. And what she's told us is she has the same medical problems she had before. And she's found another doctor at this recent hospital visit who is going to help her get a wheelchair that is smaller so she can get around in her house with it. I wonder. And then she won't fall down. Now that you say it again, I wonder if she hasn't been telling him that she can't tell him because that's something that the therapist got after her for more than once. You know, that's that's fairly likely and he can, the therapist can ask him about it. Mm-hmm. But um, he can, I can also tell him, if you think there's something you don't understand or don't know, you can talk to me about it and I will tell you what I know. Right. Because I will tell him what I know in an age-appropriate way. <sighs> What? I do my best there to There are no fewer than me. three blog posts about how she really ought to be sharing more with her kid. Well, thank you for that blog, I'm sorry. blog report. <laughs> 
I feel that's kind of like the well, know, it's it's sort of like when um, bad weather report or something. It, it is, but it's sort of like oh, what's her name? Joy Piedmont, who shared her experience with sexual harassment and assault and mentioned that afterwards, you know, because this person was so retaliatory towards her that she kept going and checking mostly to be on the defensive and aware of, you know, is there what they're up to and is there another attack coming and you have to keep an eye on your enemies. And so that's, I do, I check the blog. Yeah. You and a couple other people check the blog. The same sense. They have their various reasons. Right. Well, that sounds likely if that's been her topic of her blog. In any case, I wasn't buying it because there were no problems ending the world until I said, you need to clean your bathroom. There we go. It's overdue Mm -hmm. by a few days. And you said you would do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that he was overdone. Oh, yeah. And And low blood sugar. We need to get him a different snack because he insists on having pretzels. I think he's getting his snack earlier during the school day, maybe even in the morning. And then... Pretzels aren't going to carry you more than 10 minutes. No, but he needs a snack that he can have at the kids club because then it will still be in his system for an hour or two. Yeah, because I think that I might need to also give him another dose of probiotics. Mm-hmm. He seems like his metabolism might be going a little faster, maybe growing, mm-hmm. and that he's struggling a bit there. That's possible. So but I'm going to check on that. The other pattern that I noticed when you told me that his problems weren't really about any of these things he was making the big deal over was that this is the same pattern that happened last year when I was being accused and then both of us were being accused of abuse, is that his mother would have expectations of him and then he would hook into something that would get her riled up, which was me. Yeah, and I think that some of these things are in the back of his mind. Mm-hmm. Like, and he pulls them right to the front as soon as he doesn't want to clean his bathroom. Right. And like you said at the time, if this is something that he's able to get visibly upset over, there is a problem somehow, somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere near as big as he's making it, but there is a problem somehow, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I agree that it's a problem for him that he cannot see his mother. But what I well, pointed yeah, out to him- that's understandably traumatizing for any child. He could see his mother if he would come home in time to do that, which he would not do all weekend. No. He did everything but come home. So... He didn't really want to go to... Nobody wants to go visit someone in the hospital. Nobody wants to go to the hospital. And he can FaceTime her. Mm -hmm. So he wants to do other things, just like any other kid. Oh, yeah. When it's time to go to bed Mm -hmm. or do the other responsibility. Mm -hmm. So he actually got his own food out of the fridge. He went in there and got leftovers. Nice. He said, what are we having? And I said, you know what we had last night and he didn't want that. But I, I didn't have to do this thing that we've done f- for, I don't know how many times we've, we've done this, you know, okay, then look and look and see what else there is because I'm not going to find it for you. Right. I've offered you a choice. Mm-hmm. You don't like my choice. There are other things and I will allow you to have them if you tell me what they are. Right. He went in there and found other leftovers, and that was totally fine. Yeah. And he said something that you and I say sometimes. He said, well, I want to make sure to use up these leftovers that before they go bad. is great. I know. I love that. That's wonderful. That cracks me up. Yeah. So uh, he also has all these papers, speaking of all his packets, that he brought home. And tonight he brought home his report card and a note from his special ed teacher that went basically on a bit about, hey, those passwords I sent you in for vlogging 
organs for math and reading. Please use them. <laughs> so I said to him, hey, look, you know, your your teacher, who he really likes. Oh, yeah, you know, his SPED teacher. I was talking, we had an all-staff meeting today, and one of the people who I know at our state education agency is um, someone I used to teach with at the school up the hill where our kids go. Mm-hmm. She used to be a resource teacher up there, special ed teacher. And she said, you know, well, who is the special ed teacher there? And I said, you know, it's this person's name. And she says, oh, I, I've heard that name, but I haven't interacted with her. How is she? And I said, well, she's a little bit enabling, but she loves our kid completely. And I think it's worth getting a few free freebie answers, freebie worksheets for the sake of having someone at that school who just completely is enamored with our child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he responds really well to that. He does. He does. It, it. Her room is the safe place for him. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, she sent home this letter saying, please do these things. Mm-hmm. And there are the things there on the table. And when do you think we should do that? Because we oh, should give him ownership. Good yeah. job. Yeah. And he, he thought about it. And he said, um, how about before bed? Yes. And I said, okay. Oh my gosh. Said, a year you know, ago, he would have said, do I have to? Well, yeah. But he also was trying to finagle it a little. He wanted to do it at the time he was supposed to go to bed. <laughs> but I was going to let him get away with doing more schoolwork right before bed. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But then then he, after he ate, he wanted uh, dessert. And I said, you didn't eat vegetables. If you eat vegetables, you may have a dessert. And he feels really entitled to that dessert because he bought it with birthday money. He did. And he is typically a very good eater and will eat his vegetables. Yes. So he went and got vegetables. And the other condition was, look, the other day when you had ice cream after dinner, later you had a a sugar crash and then you wanted more food and I'm not having it. Right. So you may have the dessert, Mm -hmm. but you may not have any more food after that. Mm -mm. So if you are hungry again because you ate too much sugar, like I told you not to, (laughs) and I am telling you not to now, Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear it. Mm -mm. If you agree that I will not have to hear it and you will not be bothered about needing something else. is a regular pattern that he gets hungry last thing before bed, which is partly bedtime avoidance and partly he's trained himself into actually thinking that he's hungry and partly that he may actually be hungry because he doesn't he's always eat He's doing that should. thing that both our kids did before where they are ready to refuel because really they should be going to sleep. Yes, which is yeah. something I struggle with occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. It's bedtime. Am I hungry or am I just tired? <laughs> right. And he said to me recently, probably the other day, he wanted a peanut butter sandwich. And, and I said, I'll check on you in a little while if you're still hungry. He says, you you always say that. And when you come back, I'm going to be sleeping. I'm thinking, that's the idea. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, he figured that out. That's great. At least it took him several years. So. So anyhow, then after he had his dessert, he wanted to do the math. That's so great. And I thought, well, I'm not going to tell him, no, go take your shower. Well, and not only that, but the brain runs on simple sugars most efficiently. So yes, go right ahead. Yeah. I said, okay. That's why they always give kids mints when they're getting ready to take their test. Go go, uh, get my computer and bring it here. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you can go upstairs and get it because you're wanting to do the thing. And uh, he brought it in, but he was like glued to me, like like Bob the dog is sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. he just won't like get off of you. Mm -hmm. And you... You and I have had this actual pain in the neck lately, mm-hmm. both of us. Between the skull and the shoulder blade, actual pain in the neck. Both of us, the same one, same side too. And I didn't have that last Friday. I don't know. I went to the mm-hmm. chiropractor 
Got rid of the pain in the neck. Good job. It was Friday. So I had no pain in the neck Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Started doing math with the boy on the computer who was glued to me and so I couldn't sit right. And I got a terrible pain in the neck. He's feeling insecure if he needs to be glued to you. So it's good that you let him. But I'm sorry that you got a pain in the neck. Yeah, I thought about it. I thought, well, he needs comfort. And I don't feel comforting, but I can do this anyway, you know. And This is why you're good at your job. <laughs> time limit. Yes. The situation. Yes. And then get him into the shower. Right. And he will feel successful. And then he will want to do more of the math. Hallelujah. It's exhausting. Tell me about it. I used to do that. And yeah. I had the teacher explanations, but I also didn't have the emotional availability that you have. Like, I just don't have all the same emotions that you do. Like, I have more happy. My happy dial goes up to 10. We had this discussion years mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. that your happy dial n- never goes up to 10. That's just how depression works. No. But we, we all have our own, you know, like different vehicles, whether it's a, a Ferrari or a Yugo, we have a different speedometer. Yeah. My happy dial goes way higher, but I also have less range of emotion accessible to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of that is that I never learned it because of childhood trauma or whether autistic folk just have weirdly specific sets of emotions. <laughs> They they pick and choose a few, and once the basket's full, that's it. They're not putting any more in. Your basket's always been overflowing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it's super exhausting. Yes. And I started to feel like I was going to need alcohol or something. I thought you were going to get a drink when I got home. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I was really ha- trying to get rid of the headache. I was expecting that after last weekend, we would both need drinks. That's why I got out the martini mixer. The peach martini mixer. still sitting there. It's still well, sitting there. hasn't been open yet. It looks really good. Well, the other thing is I've had a lot of lows lately. You have. And so I was avoiding any type of alcohol for some time now to make sure it wasn't something to do with that. Right. My determination is it is not. And so should I find myself in this situation tomorrow, I would busting open the peach martini, whatever it is, it's sitting there. Just add vodka. It even comes with the peach flavored sugar to room your glass. Believe it or not, I read the instructions. While you were pondering but deciding not to drink the well, I was peach martini. Waiting for coffee the other morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry you were up before the coffee. Yeah, I did that this morning too. Ugh. But I was awake. You've been awake a lot lately, but now we're getting off on rabbit trails that won't be coming back. So is there anything else about the gym and the reasons that we don't get to the gym like our crazy kids and dysphoria and life being one pile of shit being thrown at us after another after another? I don't know. So is that it? (laughs) Let's make that it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! I have two mouses up here. I see that. Two mice? You have 
more than one, that's for sure. The number of mice I have is greater than one. <laughs> that's funny, I must be getting a little slap. <laughs> We're recording late again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did we decide on what we're going to talk about stuff i don't know is there something that we wrote down we're supposed to talk about Mm. the gym that's it that's all you have the gym well the the various bits and bobs about the gym you have them written down Uh uh-huh good because i don't know what they are (laughs) forgot Uh. can i see yes okay okay that's fine are we good yes Oh, the clock. <laughs> the clocks. I'm sorry. We are not good. The clocks need to go away. Thank you for putting away the clocks. The clocks have been exiled. That's funny to me. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Trans... Trans- what-, what the... Was that your phone? <clears throat> yes, it's telling me to turn on the dishwasher. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> Let's put it over there so it won't make any noise. Uh huh. Okay, try again. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Bob. You're being a problem. He says, but I'm a cute problem. I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> um. The gym and the reasons that we don't get to the gym like our crazy kids. I got lost in what you just said. Our crazy kids get to the gym? That's what it sounded like you were saying. I I think that you meant we our, get to our crazy kids and not the gym. Our reasons that we don't get to the gym, such as crazy kids. Oh, right. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh.